0: You can listen to The Front on your smart speaker every morning. To hear the latest episode, just say, play the news from The Australian. From The Australian, here's what's on The Front. I'm Claire Harvey. It's Friday, July 28. The voice is good economic policy. That's what Treasurer Jim Chalmers has told The Australian in an exclusive interview. The Treasurer says billions of dollars have been wasted on past policies like closing the gap, and that the Indigenous voice would reverse decades of failure. New South Wales Police have created a new task force to deal with the latest spate of shootings in Sydney. Five people have been shot in five days, including Ahmad Al-Azam, who was shot on Sunday and died in hospital on Thursday. The family fighting for a share of Gina Reinhardt's fortune have produced a slew of documents. They say show Reinhardt, who's Australia's richest person, knew the family fortune should be shared with a long-time business partner and his descendants. In a moment, the case that's got two proud families fighting over the spoils from one of Australia's most precious assets. The legal battle between the billionaire descendants of iron ore pioneers Lang Hancock and Peter Wright is over riches stemming. Australia's from richest battling over billions of dollars in iron ore assets and royalties. Gina Reinhardt's mining empire, Hancock prospecting
1: under threat. The daughter of late mining magnate. Two of Australia's Peter richest Wright. women will face off in court in Perth today to settle their differences in a decade-long and bitter legal battle.
0: Each day this week in Perth, Western Australia's biggest courtroom has been packed with lawyers for the hearing of a case that has been brewing for decades. There are literally billions of dollars at stake. And more than that, there's the pride of two families, each of whom firmly believes they are in the right.
1: This case is so big, the stakes are so high and the party so well resourced that it has really put a, a strain across the WA justice system.
0: Paul Garvey is a senior reporter with The Australian. He's based in Perth.
1: They've had to set aside the Supreme Court's biggest courtroom They've actually had to reconfigure it slightly to make sure there's enough desk space for all the barristers who, are, who have been brought in for this matter. We've got 30 barristers in the courtroom. And when you think that their individual bills run into the, the thousands, around $15,000 a day, the cost of that legal firepower is immense. Uh, so we've watched each day as these banks and banks of barristers have rolled on in filling the courtroom to capacity. Then there's the hangers-on and observers um, from the various parties sitting in the back of the courtroom as well. And at the head of it all, we've got uh, Justice Jennifer Smith, who's overseeing this matter.
0: The trial centres on an iron ore mine called Hope Downs. It's a slice of the red dirt Pilbara region in Western Australia's north. There, in the 1960s, two old school friends, named Lang Hancock and Peter Wright, began mining iron ore. They also stake their claim on another deposit known as East Angeles. Lang Hancock's daughter Gina is now Australia's richest person. Peter Wright's descendants are also billionaires, but not in Gina's league. This fight was brought on by the Wright family, who say they deserve a bigger slice.
1: What's at stake here are the interests in two big iron ore deposits. There's the Hope Downs deposits, which have been mined for several years now, and then there's the East Angeles deposits, which are big and, and largely undeveloped at this stage, but are considered the next big cap off the rank in the Pilbara iron ore industry.
0: Hope Downs is now mined by Rio Tinto in partnership with Gina Reinhardt's company, Hancock Prospecting. Here's a Rio Tinto promotional video.
1: The best thing about working at Hope Downs 4 would be just the the flexibility that I've got in my role and the opportunities to influence the site and set it up the way I want it. Everyone's got a very diverse background, years of experience and uh, everyone works really well together.
0: This land is sacred to its traditional owners and the mining of this ancient rock is a complex and difficult business. It's not far from here that Rio Tinto shocked the world in May 2020 by blowing up sacred sites in Jukun Gorge, a catastrophe that resulted in a purge of senior figures at the company and dramatically increased the scrutiny with which Australians regard mining in the outback. Mining giant Rio Tinto has fronted a parliamentary inquiry this morning over the destruction of a 46,000-year-old Indigenous site in WA's Pilbara region. The trial, which kicked off on Monday, is a step back into the 1960s and 70s, when the resources industry was in its infancy. Hancock and Wright had to fight for the right to mine this land, lobbying politicians in Perth and Canberra to get control. There's no mention of traditional owners or cultural heritage in the letters that flew between the men, and which they fired off to politicians. This is pure commerce, and it was Lang and Peter against the world. Here's a letter from Lang Hancock to Peter Wright, which the Wright family's lawyers say demonstrates they were equal partners. We've used a voice actor to bring you Lang Hancock's words.
1: I believe we will win our battle with the government and retain East Angeles, but this is only the beginning of the struggle, which will take a lifetime to win because of our weak need partners.
0: The case has shone a light on Peter Wright's descendants, including his daughter, Angela Bennett. She's probably Australia's most reclusive billionaire.
1: She's deliberately and purposefully avoided the public spotlight for years. For decades, we actually didn't really know what she looked like until I actually managed to find a photo of her at a social function many years ago and we called her the night parrot of Australian billionaires because sightings (laughs) of her were so so rare and unusual.
0: The budgie-like night parrot is one of Australia's most mysterious birds. After decades of habitat destruction and predation, it was thought to be extinct.
1: So she's certainly kept a low profile. The Bennetts and the Wright family uh, have never really chased the public spotlight.
0: Coming up, any potential finding in this matter is likely just chump change for Gina Reinhardt, who's worth north of $34 billion. So why is it wound up in court? Gina Reinhart is Australia's richest person, and although she inherited the business from her father, it's Gina who grew it into a whopping fortune. I know very well my father would have great feelings about what I've done. Here's how advertising executive John Singleton described her in 2015, in an episode of the ABC's Australian Story.
1: And Gina's great strength Well, she'll get out of history. She took her dad's big dreams and made them big realities. She built the big mine. She financed the big mine. She made the dream come true.
0: Here's Paul Garvey.
1: Gina, you know, she has a a public profile, but it's very carefully maintained and she keeps a lot of distance from the media generally. So... That's what's also made this case so interesting, is that it's such a rare opportunity to really look behind the curtain of of these big, important, but, but quite secretive businesses and get a sense for how they interact with one another, how they view one another.
0: Gina Reinhardt has also been in dispute with two of her own children, John Hancock and Bianca Reinhardt, over the way the family business is structured. John Hancock and Bianca Reinhardt are seeking claims to the Hope Downs fortune which they say their grandfather left them. The pair is also engaged in ongoing arbitration with their mother over the family business. We won't hear Gina Reinhardt's arguments until week 3 of the trial, after the lawyers for another alleged partner, Don Rhodes,
1: are heard. I think there will be people who will look at this case and say, "Oh, Why do we even care? This is just billionaires squabbling amongst themselves over their own fortunes. But it is of direct relevance to people more broadly. These are the assets that sustain the Australian economy. They're the assets that drive billions of dollars of taxation revenue. They're assets that generate thousands of jobs, well-paying jobs, that give the Australian economy a point of differentiation. So, so much of our living standards, particularly over here in in Western Australia, rely upon these assets. And what this case has shown with some of the historical documents that have been tendered so far, it's been quite eye-opening seeing those early pioneers of this industry grappling with the magnitude of what they'd found and trying to anticipate how big it could become, just what to do with that. You know, these weren't veteran mining executives. These weren't huge multinationals that have been doing this for decades. They were educated business people.
0: Gina Reinhart's certainly not reclusive, but she's not, a, you wouldn't call her a peacock, would you? You know, she is very proud of the role that she's played in growing the fortune that her father left her. So, what's this case about from her point of view, do you think? As you say, it wouldn't necessarily cost her that much to just settle it, make it go away.
1: Even if they win this case emphatically, and that's a big if, this won't move the needle dramatically for Gina. She would drop from. You know 34 billion, give or take, to around sort of 32, and uh, the rights would, would nudge up a couple of billion between them. One thing I've learned, I guess, about all billionaires is they never take the simple option generally, <laughs> even though they will often say that money doesn't motivate them. They, they do fight pretty hard to hold on to it. But I, I suppose, from Gina's point of view, this is a lot about proving that she was right. I think also with this case, it was Gina who drove in the case of Hope Downs, the process of getting the deals done to get these developed, right? She was there slugging it out to get these agreements over the line, to actually bring these assets to production, which is a really big deal. So I think she probably feels like she's almost being taken advantage of here, that she would do the legwork to turn these into assets of incredible value, only to have the other side come along late in the piece once all the hard work is done and and ask for their share of that. So... I think it's more than just a, a financial thing for her. I think there's a lot of pride and a lot of her values are really at the forefront of this case.
0: Paul Garvey is a senior journalist with The Australian. The Matildas have suffered a big blow losing their match against Nigeria at the FIFA Women's World Cup. You can read more about that right now at theaustralian.com.au. Thanks for joining us on The Front. Our team is Jasper Leake, Tiffany Dimack, Lea Tzemeglou, Kristen Amiot, and me, Claire Harvey.
1: My name is Manny Karoudis and I'm a former New South Wales policeman turned investigative reporter with a passion for missing persons cases. I'm here to quickly tell you about our True Crime Australia podcast, The Missing. In this series, I look at old missing persons cases which have all gone cold in an attempt to try and uncover new information which could help see these missing people reunited with their loved ones or any form of clue that could bring these families closure. The Missing is available now wherever you get your podcasts and early and ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts.